0: Hello and welcome to Geek Space Nine, the Tuscan Chin Media Network podcast where we discover and or rediscover the classic Star Trek series, Deep Space Nine. With me as always is Peter Dancy. How are you, Peter?
1: I'm pretty good. I'm wearing my Batman hat, so I'm feeling powerful.
0: You are?
2: Yes. <laughs> you are the Batman.
0: <laughs> and with us as well is Sarah Becker. How are you, Sarah?
2: I'm good. You know, I'm starting to think that um, I, I like uh, your intro of the discovery and or rediscovery and so forth, but maybe we need to... None of us is rediscovering this show, yeah, at least so is that yeah, so for the, we the fans? We thought there was a certain
0: person who might come on the show once in a while, but uh, he never has, and I still might yeah. have guest stars. I'm, I might be working on that, so...
2: Oh, cool. let's, oh, let's
0: see. Uh, yeah,
2: that that would be brilliant.
0: Yes. So, and Plus... You never know, we might move on to other Star Trek shows in the future. Hint hint, wink wink, etc., etc. Alright. This week we are talking about season four, episode twenty-five, and episode twenty-six, which is body parts and the finale broken link. So first up is body parts. When Rom asks a depressed Quark how his trip on Ferenginar went. Quark reveals that he was diagnosed with Doric Syndrome, a fatal disease that will kill Quark in a week. Quark is disturbed that he will leave behind debt in his death, so Rom convinces him to sell his corpse on the futures market, as Doric is so rare it could command a high price. At first, the only bidder is Rom, with a paltry sum of his own money, but eventually a single anonymous high bidder, who Quark assumes is the Nagus, offers a massive sum, so Quark sells off his remains. However, after the sale, Bashir tells Quark his doctor made a mistake and he doesn't have Doric Syndrome, to which Quark is overjoyed that he can now sue the doctor for malpractice. However, his happy days are cut short when the buyer arrives and it turns out to be Brunt, not the Negus. Quark tells Brunt he is not going to die, to which Brunt professes he already knows that and he's there to make sure Quark becomes those remains that he bought. Quark tries to give a refund and then tries to bribe off Brunt, but Brunt only suggests Quark have someone kill him so his body will be intact. Quark asks if there is any other way to which Brunt relents Quark could break the contract, which is the highest sin in Ferengi culture. If Quark does that, Brunt will see to it that all his assets will be sold off for pennies, he'll be barred from Ferengi culture, and he'll be shamed across the land. When asked why do this, Brunt reveals he, hate, he hates Quark. As he is too kind and generous to be a proper Ferengi, Quark goes to Garrick's shop, where Garrick is helping Morn get special bar pants. Quark tells Garrick he wants to hire him to assassinate someone, himself. Garrick is pleased. Rom begs Quark not to go through with it, but Quark still believes that only by following the rules of acquisition will he be led into the divine treasury, A.K.A. Ferengi heaven. During a Hollow Suite simulation, Garrick snaps Quark's neck. But Cork objects to that way of death because of the noise. Garrick is frustrated that Cork has dismissed the dozens of ways offered to kill him and he thinks Cork just doesn't want to die. Cork says he does, he just doesn't want to know it's coming, to which Garrick agrees. That night Cork goes to sleep and wakes up in the divine treasury thinking that Garrick has killed him. He is greeted by Gint, the first Negus and offer of the rules of acquisitions who tells Quark he is not dead, just dreaming. He tells Quark that he should break the contract. When Quark notes that's against the rules, Gint replies that the rules were always meant to be more suggestions than rules, but they called them rules as it was a better marketing ploy. When Quark wakes up, strangled by Dream Brunt, he decides to do it. He tells Brunt he's breaking the contract, to which Brunt is thoroughly pleased. He happily banishes all the Ferengi staff, and Cork shuts down his bar with every piece of furniture and clothing taken away from him. Cork and Rom are sitting in the now empty bar when Bashir comes in to give Cork some brandy that was given to him as a gift, but he claims is not to his liking. And then Jadzia comes in to give Cork some ugly glasses she doesn't want. Quark, recognizing their donations, notes it's not possible to run a bar with a few ugly glasses and some booze when Sisko, Odo, Morn, and many others arrive. Sisko claims he needs to use Quark's bar as a space to house all the tables and chairs as they are doing repairs on the Habitat Ring, to which Quark, stunned, tells Sisko he'll at least need to pay a storage fee. A small one. To which Sisko agrees. Stunned, Stunned that the crew are helping him rebuild, Rom notes to Quark that he still has some assets Brunt can't take away. Quark's friends. Aww. In the fairly odd B-plot, we gotta find a way to explain why not a visitor is pregnant, so here's (laughs) how we do that. (laughs) While on a mission, a ship carrying Keiko and Kira is hit by an asteroid, and Dr. Bashir, for some reason, has to move the child from Keiko into Kira in order to save the child's life. However, due to Bajoran physiology... Kira will have to carry the baby to term. O'Brien and Keiko are happy that Kira would do this for them, but they are having trouble knowing their baby is inside someone else. They see Kira as much as possible, but are frustrated to be away from their child all the time. They propose to Kira that she live with them for the duration of the pregnancy, and Kira agrees. When moving in, O'Briens tell her she is now family, and Molly refers to her as Aunt Norris. What do we think of body parts?
2: Which plot line are we going to talk about first? I guess we can
0: get away <laughs> with, with the B one first since it's weird. So damn Yeah, creepy. it's
2: it's very weird. Like, I understand why they needed to do this because not a visitor is pregnant. Yeah. Or, you know, was when this was being filled, necessary. So, but baby migration. <laughs> like, yeah. Really? So weird. Yeah. Although there was this great moment when, um, I mean, we all know and love the bromance between Bashir and O'Brien. Oh, and so there was this great r- moment when uh, Bashir is, you know, describing the situation to Miles and he says, Well, I had to, you know, transplant the baby and the only other two people on the shuttlecraft were Major Kira and myself. And he did, so there's sort of a beat and he kind of looks down and is like, Well, you know, and, but. Can, can you imagine Bashir carrying Miles' baby? Yes,
1: I, mean. I can because I'm so damn sure that there is fan fiction of it yes. somewhere on the internet. Like, this is a yes. guarantee, I promise you.
0: I don't judge what kind of fan fiction you write. I'm just not going to read that one. That's all I have to say. And
2: it would be better than that Arnold Schwarzenegger movie Oh,
0: Junior? Was oh. Junior, that was it. I'm having oh, the God. baby. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was a weird movie. Yeah, this yes. this is just so clearly just riding around this and I will admit that they're not a great couple in my mind, but partly I cuz it's actually in real life Alexander Siddig and Nana Visitor's child cuz they were married yes. at the time yeah. and this is their child. And I don't think I've ever known a show where a couple has had a baby that was their baby in that show (laughs) you know like and part of me wonders like would it have ever been cool if in the show Dr. Bashir and Kira were a couple and they were having a baby they don't quite work for me as a couple that's why I say no but it would have been interesting at the very least but it's so clearly that none of us are pregnant we have to explain that and we can't think of a way that we want her to have a baby right now because she needs to do badass kira thinks and a baby would uh contradict those so it's just so like she's having the baby and then they put it in her and that's what and then and her pregnancy is only five months that's why she's only gonna be there for because we're gonna cut we're going off for a three-month break so when we know she's gonna come back she's gonna be visibly pregnant and like it's like all this stuff and it's just like oh boy it's just a lot of like running yourself out of a corner and it just feels like it's so much Mm -hmm. agreed it's a lot basically
1: (laughs) in short it's a lot
0: it's just like I don't don't know how
2: I feel about the O'Briens getting Kira to live with them like maybe this is just because you know I've never been pregnant so I do not understand this attachment to a fetus right (laughs) but
0: well yeah it's it's also like this weird thing of like I don't know any surrogate parents who've ever done that, like yeah,
1: not to my knowledge.
0: I don't know how more readily surrogate parents were in the nineties, but I feel like this was like before. It kind of feels like they didn't know about surrogate parentry, and that's kind of normal. And you know, they live in their own house, and you do see them from yeah. time to time, and that's just how it, it was is. It's
2: like I mean, they 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 did that in Friends when you know Phoebe was you know the surrogate mom mm. for her. Brother and his wife's child, right? But she didn't live with them. Like they just, you know, he, you know, come to visit her a lot. But she was yeah. still an independent person,
1: right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I guess, I guess for me, like, I, I agree. It's it's still strange, but it just kind of obviously within the, within the context of, of the show, it just kind of makes sense that they would be like, we like we need to see, we need to see our baby because you know keiko was carrying keiko, keiko was carrying their baby for so long and all of a sudden it's like it's gone never mind it's in it's, it's in narice now so
0: right so i can I, understand that part, i can yeah. understand
1: it in that context but still i agree it's like this is strange
0: yeah it would be less strange if they were like, we're going to be a poly couple. Like That would just be less <laughs> I mean, bizarre to I me. I think because it's the like, three of us. We, we can I dream. think because of the
1: three of us, we're just like, no problem. Yeah, that, that, that would be normal. But
0: Right. Now, that's fanfic. That is definitely some fanfic that's happening. Oh, happened, yeah. That's where they're uh, like,
1: fanfic and fodder.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think we're good on this uh, plot line, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. All right. So what would you guys think of Quark's It's a Wonderful Life?
1: Um. No. The, the 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 big the biggest thing I got from it was that was that was that we were watching Quark's version of It's a Wonderful Life.
0: Yes, that's mm-hmm.
1: because yes. B- because it's like oh because it's like oh you're gonna die. Well, let's sell all my stuff because you know no one cares about me. So fuck it. Uh, and then we find out at the end, it's like actually you know even though you might be dicks to them, people still do kind of you know care about you enough to give you their stuff so that you can still have a business. You may, you, it may not be at the height that you were before, but they care enough to keep you going because, you know, you are – because you are that much a part of a station. You are that much a part of their lives that to not have it is kind of a detriment to, you know, just like their – just their normal routine, whatever it may be.
0: Totally, not, not just the – the giving all the stuff at the end but there's also like suicide the possibility of suicide in there and then he goes and meets an angel in this case the angel of the first nagus and then comes back and realizes what matters in life you know yeah exactly it's uh it's 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 space it's a wonderful life and it was like i don't know something about when all the friends come together it always gets me it just happened in samurai jack yeah as well and like when all the people come together and it was like so obvious when they're like i don't want this brandy and you're like
1: yeah you just see like you're just like wait who's gonna show up next
0: yes so what do you think sir
2: i uh all, all the same things that you and peter have said i really liked it it's so sweet but also uh, before we get to, you know, the sweet bit at the end, I really love Jeffrey Coombs as brunt. He was crazy. Oh I know episode. this is not the first time he showed up, but just this performance was so just sinister and so she, I have so the upper saying. hand either way, I own you, and I will make your life miserable if you don't kill yourself and it's just is good.
0: Yeah, he had a really Really, really well done little section between him and Cork and, and both Jeffrey Coombs and Armin Shimmerman were just acting the shit out of uh, their parts in that sequence where they have this great little bit where he explains like how Cork represents everything he hates in uh in, in bad Ferengis. You know what I mean? That he's yeah. mm-hmm. that he's actually generous and he's slowly like losing his Ferengi edge and he's starting to give people compassion. But of course that's what saves him at the end as well. And that's yes. what right. is so Nice about it. What do you think, Peter? We learned
2: that there are uh, 52 discs per Ferengi. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> when you get desiccated and put it to disc yeah, form. Yeah,
2: desiccated—that's the word.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, I also love that
2: um, this is this has nothing to do with that plot except we learned that Garrick made a special bar pants <laughs> for Morn. <laughs> so they're more cushy when he sits on the bar stool. Also,
0: did you notice what Morn did when they brought in everything? It was fucking great. No, what do you do? <laughs> no, <what'd he> do? <laughs> the, this is a nice little joke. And I, I just noticed it when I was rewatching it to see that scene again. Um, everyone comes in. Morn has one chair. He walks in, the camera pans back, and he's just sitting in the chair. Like, that's all he did is he brought in that's his all... own chair and just sat down. Is like, that's it. He's oh, like, I'm buddy. ready to go. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Bring me my beer. Perfect. <laughs> it's the most perfect Morn thing I've ever seen. Oh, Morn. <laughs>
2: I'm so glad that he's in our new um, podcast art, which by the time... Gentle viewers, that you listen to this episode, you'll already be very familiar with it. But for us in the the alternate timeline, as we record these, <laughs> the the artwork is still very new, very and brand I'm new. really impressed with it.
0: Yeah, and you know, it features
2: Morn, which is great.
0: <laughs> Joe Bowen, who did our artwork, when I was like, I want my hand to run Morn. And he said, "Oh, I looked at the character. I'm going to have fun drawing this." <laughs> yeah,
1: no, yeah. Um, like one of my one of my friends, I t- uh, one of my friends uh, who listens to our podcast, whenever he has a chance, um, I was t- I was telling him that we were making that we were having this logo made, and he lit- and he looked at me. and was like, if Morn is not in it, it's a bust. And I was like, trust me, we already de- like, we already decided this. It's going to be there.
0: <laughs> Excellent. I was glad I didn't upset your friend. I mean here's the question do you think that quark earned this did he do enough like we they mentioned more that he's being more reasonable but he still like had that whole he's still pretty
2: stingy yeah
0: he still had that whole strike thing this season you know
2: mm-hmm. although he did give in to the demands even if he you know made it appear as though he did not under the table he's like you guys can have vacation time you can you can do all these things, right. and we'll just keep it off the books. But I'll give it to you, and that sort of thing. Yeah. Although he, I don't, if I recall correctly, he didn't do that out of the kindness of his heart. He did it or, because otherwise, terrible things would happen.
0: Yes. Again, yeah. Brunt is going to murder him. <laughs> it seems yes. to be a recurring theme with him.
2: I don't know. It's like I feel like maybe on the inside quark really is experiencing these changes but he hasn't really demonstrated them on the show yet right that's
0: fair and i I think it's a little bit another thing it's like this is an episode they wrote two different things and i i think the second thing is they wanted to redesign quark's bar for season five and ah. this is a good way to do it. But it was a much more clever way to do it than the other one where it's like... Than the pregnancy. Because when I, I was... said that to you guys, you both went, ah, like I hadn't thought of that. Versus like we all immediately were like, this is just to explain why not a visitor's pregnant. Mm-hmm. Like this is so obvious.
1: Yep. Ah, there it is. There's no point. Okay, so after this episode, we now have two main, like, two, two, like, main cast characters who are basically banished from their home world.
0: That's right. Cork is banished as well. Yeah. I love their banishment.
1: So 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 even so even though they are definitely No, at 3. Odds, 3 Garrick. Oh oh, th- oh that's right. Oh my god, I forgot Garrick. Mhm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I I was so I, I was I, I was and thinking four, of just uh, Gold Ducat.
0: Gold Ducat Well, kind of? He just got a shit job. Well, and then he ran Gold, away. Yeah, Gold Ducat Go he, he,
1: he kind of did that on his own. Yeah. Like he was just like I'm a I was like I'm done. Fuck y'all and just like sail off into the sunset. Yeah. dark space <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's uh yeah he's gonna go ride him cowboy he's gonna go do his own firefly-esque adventures yes yes <laughs> this crew one would hope now is there anything though is there anything else to say for body parts
2: just a quick comment passing fancy when uh at the, at the end, when everybody's giving Quark their stuff, Jadzia mentions that she got those ugly glasses from her sister. That's right. And now I really want to meet Dax's
0: sister.
2: Because <laughs> I'm a creep. That's
0: it. Sarah just pulled a legit. So you got a sister or something? <laughs> <laughs> Is she visiting
1: anytime soon? You know, mm-hmm. she do. Uh, so. you
0: know. uh, Sarah,
2: just, uh, just wondering.
0: <laughs> no, it's fine. When I told my friend, uh, he was, he found uh, Tashiyar extremely attractive, and I was ahead of him in TNG, and then I was like, Tashiyar has a sister, and he's like, yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, The one I think I'll also say is I really enjoyed um, Nog basically as Gint, the uh, the first Ferengi. And that whole sequence was wonderful. I just liked when he said, like, uh, why'd you call them rules then? Uh, Would you buy uh, suggestions for acquisition? (laughs) Yeah. it's like Fair point. It's like, yeah. (laughs)
1: It's all a business.
2: It's like that line in, you know, um, Curse of the Black Pearl. And it was like, the code is more sort of general guidelines than actual <laughs> rules.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, next up is Broken Link. Oh, God, this episode. <laughs> we begin with Garrick playing matchmaker as he is trying to set Odo up with a cute Bajoran woman when suddenly Odo's body parts start shifting out of shape, causing great pain. In the infirmary, Bashir discovers Odo's body mass and density is in a constant state of flux. He commands Odo to stay in bed rest until the problem is resolved, or a reason why is discovered, much to Odo's displeasure. A sneezing Kira brings Odo the logs for the criminal activity reports to cheer him up, to which Odo discovers a criminal conspiracy afoot. He goes to arrest the smuggler about to leave, but suddenly he loses all ability to maintain his shape and becomes an Odo puddle. Odo regains some shape, but he is in a constant state of flux now, and he knows only the Founders hold the answer. Sisko agrees to take the Defiant uncloaked into the Gamma Quadrant and contact the Founders. Garrick requests to come along in order to ask them where the Cardassian survivors of the attack on the Dominion homeworld are located. Sisko agrees, but tells Garrick to weave fantastic tales of his spy days to Odo to keep his mind occupied on the journey. Odo, unable to take the transporter, walks slowly to the Defiant. On the way, he runs into Quark, who says he will probably take over the station in his absence. But when Odo says to count on his return, Quark seriously answers that he will. Garrick does indeed regale Odo with half-truths until they arrive in the Gamma Quadrant and are surrounded by Dominion ships. Before they have a chance to speak, the female changeling arrives. She tells them that Odo must come with her to their new homeworld, But Sisko does not want Odo to go alone. She has a Jem'Hadar pilot the ship with a scrambler to keep their location secret. She then visits Odo alone. She heals him, but notes it's only temporary, and that he does not return to the Great Link, he will die. She reveals his disease was implanted by them as they wanted to bring him home in order to be judged, as Odo was the first changeling to kill another. Odo agrees to go with her. Garak manages to ask the female changeling if there were any survivors, to which he responds, no. And furthermore, the Dominion plan to eradicate the Cardassians for what they did. The crew try to come up with ways to help Odo, but he refuses, as he will accept the Link's judgment. Sisko, Bashir, and Odo travel to the homeworld, and Odo joins the Link. Back in the Defiant, Worf catches Garak trying to manually override the weapons. Garrick, in a primal rage, wants to destroy the Founder's homeworld, even if it means the death of everyone on the planet and the Defiant. Worf, who will not allow such an act, attacks Garrick and handily beats him. On the planet, Odo is washed ashore, and he's naked. Even crazier, Bashir notes that Odo has humanoid organs. The female changeling reveals that this is Odo's punishment. He must live out his life as a human, unable to transform or join the Great Link, ever again. On the station, Odo notes his face still looks the same, a reminder from the founders of his past life. Odo adjusts to his new feelings like itching and hunger, but is determined to go back to work as is the only piece of his identity left. As he makes his rounds, he sees a message from Gowron, who is advancing troops to a Federation sector, a ramp-up of war. Odo notes that in the link, the other changelings were hiding something from him. Something to do with Gaoron. He realizes that it must be that Gowron is, in fact, a changeling. Dun, dun, dun. What do we think of Broken Link? So much. Oh my God.
2: So sad.
0: Yeah. Uh, a hot take. A sad, sad yep. episode. Thank <laughs> goodness. Uh, yeah, this was... is a really good one. What'd you guys think?
1: Yeah. I was not expecting his punishment to become a. I, I I don't know why I didn't see this coming, but I do, I was not expecting his punishment from the Great Link, from the other changelings, to make him a solid. Um, and 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 I, and I did, and I actually didn't expect that um, that 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 it, that it was uh, that it was the other changelings, other changelings who like caused his whole like sickness thing because because um, because because or at least not. In that way, I I, th- I thought I thought it was more like I thought it was like more the, more the woman that um that, Garrick that Garrick was trying to be like you should totally ask her out, dude. She's into you. Um, I I thought
2: I loved that Garrick was setting him up right, but <laughs> awesome.
1: but yeah. but, but, the, but then like she walks away and he and and Odo starts to like fall apart. And I was just like, is that a changeling? I, get her. I I, I it, it was a whirlwind before 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 the female changeling finally came out and was like, actually no, yeah, we totally did this to you hmm
0: you know i thought it by was the way, gonna be like um uh that that just because he hadn't been in the link for a while i thought that was gonna be like a thing like oh mm-hmm. changelings aren't in the link for a while and something happens yeah it, once, once you
1: once you've like officially been back been back
0: right sorry sorry what were you gonna say
2: well just uh i i realized during this episode that the female changeling is played by salome jens who also played the um There's a a next gen episode where um, Picard and some people from the Enterprise and some Romulans and some Klingons and maybe a fourth group of people. I don't really remember, but um, they all end up on this planet and they discover this hologram left behind by this like ancient humanoid race. And there's Mm -hmm. this hologram of she's called the progenitor I guess, and says, you know, you all came from the same roots, and you're all very different, but you're all the same. And, of course, Picard's the only one to take anything away from that, but she is played by Salome Jens, oh, and I thought that yeah. was very cool because I really like that TNG episode. Also, that's just a great name. I um. There's a wonderful opera by Strauss called Salome, and it's mm, about, yeah. you know, Salome from the Bible, right. and she she's just nuts, and it's dark and wonderful, and, <laughs> and Salome.
0: Salome Jinn sounds like a Star Trek character name already. That, yeah, just right? like by
1: itself, that's true. <laughs> no it's it's fu- it's funny it's funny you bringing up that episode and and, and how she was like this projection like you like you all like you all came from the same but but you're so different and and, and me and me and like me and like my, my my video game nerd self i'm just i'm just i'm i'm, I'm sitting over here just like mass effect
0: yeah <laughs> that's bioware loves that bioware loves the ancient civilization with yeah magic goo also, uh, just since we're talking cast, uh, I feel dumb because I was watching that episode and I was like, "Wow, they they literally put Nana Visitor in a blonde wig so that it'd be like a woman who looked like Nana Visitor as that character." And then Sarah texted me like, "Wow, she looks a lot like Nana Visitor," and I was like, "What? It's a different actress." Yeah. <laughs> holy shit, good job casting department for finding someone who looks almost identical, at least to me, looks like almost identical to Nana Visitor. She's actually Jill Jacobson, who plays Aroya. And I was like, oh, I'm dumb. <laughs> they <laughs> found a different person. But that was cool. That was cool that they actually found someone who looked exactly like Kira for Oda, which I really liked. Or
1: they, or they were mm. at least
0: able to style her to, so she
1: looked very similar, at the very least. She was fucking but
2: the sad thing is, thirsty. She man. was gorgeous.
0: She True. was, and she was thirsty. <laughs> she, thirsty she was like, she was, into him. Oh she gosh, was She was like, oh, 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 no, oh, <laughs> it's just like. You should totally <laughs> come by.
1: Oh, oh, I thought of a right? terrible,
0: <laughs> I thought of a terrible cheesy ending to this episode. <laughs> no, what? Is yes. It, which is, which is, he goes and have sex with her, and he looks down, and realizes that the founders didn't give him a penis, and he's like, oh. The worst, the worst, on ending.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then somewhere, and then somewhere back on, back, back back on, back on the changeling planet, and, and the great, in the great length of female changeling, just like finally he has discovered the real punishment of this.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh god.
0: Oh uh, boy. Uh, I one thing I'll say, this is just a side. Um, I really like the Worf Garrick sequence a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. particularly because i felt like it was a good less on the nose which has been a big problem with wharf as we mentioned this season uh conclusion to his arc i felt like this season where it was him Mm -hmm. sort of it felt like him embracing his gray side this time where it's like a a more morally dubious choice of we'll all die but maybe all the founders will die and the world be over or be it this person who i somewhat and like at least a little bit, and uh you know, stop all that, and possibly be responsible for more death. And it was like it was nice to see Warf have like a, a, gray moment, that of course ends in a very Warf way of him beating the shit out of somebody. So yeah, yep. I really. I uh, I have
2: sequence. a note about this episode that says, "Yep, Warf finally beats the shit out of Garrick."
0: <laughs> and you know he's one or two percent.
2: So <laughs> because long. we all knew it was coming. <laughs> just Whenever they met.
1: But I I, I I I I like I at this at the same time on, on the on the flip side of that of of that uh, of that fight I liked how Garrick you know the tailor on the space station was literally willing to risk everything to take out the changelings to take out the leaders of the Dominion where he was just like you know what screw this I will do what I can sneakily. To take to wipe out their planet, wipe out everyone who's there, and wipe out ourselves, if that if that means that I can if I if that means that I can do something to save the rest of the Gamma Quadrant. Like he was willing to go that far. And that yeah. and, and like totally. and and while I do per, while I do personally like think that, you know, probably not the way to do it, at the same time it's like that's impressive.
0: I would uh like to take this moment to congratulate myself. For totally calling the Gowron was a changeling, mm. as I said on this podcast. So we...
1: you did. Oh my god, that's right. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. You, thank thank you did thank do you. that. Thank you. Hold up, wait. I... Well pa- pause.
1: A, cla- a clap for Ben. A clap for Ben. Yes.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I have another bold prediction. Okay. I don't think Eric would react that strongly. Yes, they're gonna. Obviously, you could say because they want to say hey, they're gonna destroy Cardassia. That could be it. I think he was more upset that all the Cardassians were killed. Particularly, I think he was upset that Tain was killed. And I think that's because Nobrentain is his dad. Oh. Yeah, that is I my I could say that. I think you don't react that way, and you don't hate someone that way unless you're family. <laughs> like, that is just my opinion, is that you don't have that level of hate if you don't have that level of love first. And so oh that God. is my... That is my prediction.
1: Deep. And see okay. and see now I wanna like now, now I wanna like go to the Garrick page on memory alpha, but I'm just like, no, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. No. <laughs> I'm so not looking. At- the link is not right at- there. It's right
0: there. I know. I know. It's 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 terrible that this information's been known for twenty years. Right, so. and we're so late. <laughs> so like anybody listening who's not like watching along with us is like, yeah, or no. <laughs> you know like, yes. duh. <laughs> or God, like,
1: what took you so long? Or why would you think that?
0: What's your <laughs> exactly, <long? laughs> exactly. Either or. Um, yeah. So you know, let's let's talk a little bit more about uh, about poor Odo. How do you think he's going to adjust to being a solid? And what do you think this means for the show?
1: He is definitely going to go through like a very depressed state, um, like identity crisis time for at least i think i think at least like 3 episodes because this is like a huge adjustment to get used to so i think definitely at first he is not going to handle it well because he's not going to know what to do with himself it, it it's it's like it, it's like um god I, I forget i forget what episode it was what episode it was before um but but when um god who, um it, it it, it was. It was. It was like. It was like when he got totally distracted from a case, and 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 Worf, and and Wharf swoops in. It's like we got the guy, and, and he's like, "But you didn't." But what about me? It's like. It's like no, and Worf was like, "No, trust me. You trained your people very well. They were, we were able to do like you're awesome, but we were able to do it without you. So I, it's gonna be that kind of a time for him for a minute. And it's like, how was like how was he gonna handle this? How was Cisco or O'Brien or Bashir or Kira or Jadzia or whoever gonna be like, dude? You're fucking awesome. We love you. Get your shit together for reasons one, two, and three.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, I was just thinking about his room. Oh my god, like his room yes. is, just doesn't have a bed. It's he's, just a thing a for him bed. to transform into. You know, like it's it's not practical for a human. It's just like, well, man, just to have like your space that you feel like comfort in. I don't know about you guys, but like my bedroom is like where I'm like. Uh, I think safe, you know, <laughs> like yeah. um yeah. and to have that sort of just that primal thing taken away from you. It's like, oh, poor Odo.
2: And it's not not only is it taken away from him, but now he's got this, you know, that weird sculpture thing he yeah. has as a centerpiece. Mm-hmm. That's just gonna be a constant reminder of what he can't do anymore. And there's probably gonna be some horribly sad scene where he like falls asleep underneath it and just oh, cries or oh, something. Oh no. Oh no. no Hard, They can't... Because, you know, he... He, he continuously emulated um, the humanoid species. And, you know, he wanted to fit in. But at the same time, after he met the, the changelings for the first time and learned about being a changeling and, you know, the joy of, you know, transforming into a bird or learning how to, you know, embrace being a rock or whatever the heck he did, he... He was really starting to love being a changeling, right. even if he yeah. didn't love the founders because they're bad. And now he doesn't get to do that anymore, oh. and it's just heartbreaking.
0: Oh well, no! Uh, yeah,
1: that's that's such a major loss of self to have to like experience in real time. So I can't I can't imagine. He d- d- just discovered d- 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 damn, who d- damn, he is, d- it. and it was this taken is, this away. This now another person who is literally banished from banished from their people. Oh yeah. my god, that's what these yeah. two episodes yes. were.
0: Everyone's banished.
1: <laughs> Everyone's banished. No one
0: can go home. Yeah, Deep
2: Space Nine, home of the fugitives.
0: Yep, and then probably DS Deep Space Nine will get taken over, and then no, no more home for you here either. Um,
2: we all live on the Defiant now. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> Although, can I um. I loved the makeup in this episode oh God, for yes. Odo when he was just sort of in that just you like, know ha- state so of being so half melted, half goop or whatever. <clears throat> he looked like okay. You guys remember that movie, The Page Masters? Yes, yes, yeah. yes. It was like that scene at the beginning where Macaulay Culkin is staring up at the ceiling and it just starts melting yeah. and everything. It, it looked like he was you know covered in that, but he still. I mean it was all you know it wasn't Technicolor it was all the right color for all of him but it was just so good I,
0: I gotta give major props to um Renee for this episode because like mm. the crap they must have put in his hair and all the Vaseline that must have covered his body and all like the shit that I would just want to shower off instantly <laughs> like I can't handle any of that on my body and like it would drive me insane. So, well done <laughs> to not be like, get this off me. <laughs> yeah. Do you think he was partially like the actor was like, can't I just be my normal face? I going be human. Can't I just, I got to put it in this goddamn makeup still?
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure for a moment he was. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Since it, even though it's a depressing episode, we did get one really cute sequence, which I wanted to bring up, which is, uh, one, we find out the Bajorans, instead of morning sickness, they get sneezes.
1: I love that. Like and uncontrollable, there's this, constant sneezing.
0: There's this very cute moment where they're all like, how many more sneezes are she going to do? And uh, we also, They're all
2: taking bets.
0: <laughs> we also just get a cute little moment of, uh, of Dex and Worf. Uh,
2: they're Jeez. already arguing like a like married, a married couple. couple, and it's they just darling. That's just, that's just like I it. have that little Don't sparkly worry. heart emoji next to my note about
0: that.
2: <laughs> like, please just just be together already. I can't handle this.
0: Yeah, I kind of it's like a- I want
2: you to be with Lenara Khan forever, but if you can't, please get with Worf. Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> the tension is palpable.
0: It really, it really is. <laughs> like I said, I think I mentioned four, but if not- I- I hope it's just like a community thing where they're like, "Oh, we've been hooking up since season four. Like it's been happening the whole time." <laughs>
2: yes, because that uh, you guys didn't notice. Come on,
0: right? Because it's like, come on, guys. Somebody needs to get a clue here.
1: Like, are you all that? Are you all mm-hmm. that blind? Are you all that invested in your lives and nothing? What's going on around you?
0: <laughs> also,
2: also, there's Garrick had. Well, Ben, are you going to talk about Orphan and Dax more?
0: I was going to talk about the Quark and Odo sequence. Oh, oh okay. Yeah.
2: Well, real quick, I just want to interject one line from Garrick that I really liked. He was talking to some of the, I guess, they were either ensigns or, you know, engineers or some minor characters who we'll probably never see again, but he was talking to them about their uniforms. And he said, quote, you'd be surprised what a nice scarf can do. Ooh. Okay, Garrick.
1: <laughs> we get I'm it. I'm waiting. Yep. <laughs> you can kill all of them very easily. Thanks.
2: <laughs> no, no. What I'm saying is Garrick is unbelievably gay.
1: He's very gay.
0: Oh, He's I saw it both very, ways. Very I saw it both ways. It's
1: like, dude, you're a fashionista, but at the same time, we get it. You can kill. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> the gay murderer, just like the Boba. Yes.
2: Just like the Babadook. <laughs> oh my
0: god! I, I hope
2: that, that that joke is old by the time I'm sure This it's,
0: comes out. I'm Sure, by the time it is, it's like me referencing, you know, fucking chocolate rain or something. Like it's that old, outdated probably by the time this comes mm. out.
1: Oh no! Oh no! Like, it, like it'll definitely be out. It, it'll definitely be outdated by the time by the time this episode uh, goes live. But I guarantee you, like, with 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 the not even a small. With the group, with the large group of people on the internet, the second the second it reaches um, Pride Month next year in 2018, it will have its own resurgence. I promise it you. It will. You Indeed. will see me I've like, already w- seen,
2: I've already seen pictures of people in costume at Pride parades. Yes. Dressed as the Babadook.
1: Like full, like full on <laughs> costume drag as yeah. the Babadook. They, they didn't just dress up as him. Like they got like their makeup is like beat.
0: <laughs> As Babadook. Oh, uh, gay memes. Yes, <laughs> but yes,
2: Quirk and Odo. Sorry, yes, Cork and us Odo. Thank you. There,
0: uh, I thought this was just such an really, really excellent scene—one of the best scenes of the season, maybe the show in general. Just um, like a really nice little Casablanca-esque sequence between frenemies which i always find that relationship very interesting mm-hmm. and i really just think both actors are giving their best in that sequence And I just love it that's all i just think it's just so great the mm-hmm. way he says you know uh i'll be back and he's like i'll count on it like,
1: yeah it was a it was a really like subtly touching moment where because it because it, it wasn't like Oh, like no one's crying there aren't tears there isn't hugging but it's more of just like the under it, 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 it was yet, it was yet another example of of the, of, the, of the relationship between Odo and cork where it's like yeah we hate each other but we've known each other for so long I literally cannot imagine life on this station without you
0: mm-hmm. Aww. Yeah.
1: it was it was very touching. And and I and I and, oh, I, and, nice. I, and I really love the way they, I really love the way they played they they played that and the, and then like and then like following that, um, Odo's o- 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 very solemn, proud walk to the Defiant.
2: That was yeah. so emotional <laughs>
1: because because it's like e- because because it felt like everyone in the station knew. It's
0: mm-hmm. like they all yeah. had
1: an idea. Something is wrong. They're going to fix it. We don't know what's going to happen. But, oh my gosh this is our security officer
0: mm-hmm. totally it reminded me of a very great film called uh, on the waterfront which has a similar sequence like that at the end mm-hmm. i wouldn't be surprised if it's a somewhat of a reference oh, oh, oh
1: yeah 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 i know what you're talking about yeah
0: mm-hmm. was there anything else to say for broken link
2: well just to end on a a slight a somewhat lighter note i uh did you all notice at the end of the episode Bashir is, you know, analyzing Odo in his now human body and he says, you know, well you're you, you know, you're perfectly healthy. You've got, you know, organs. You've got this, you know, O negative blood. I was like, "Ha, type O no. for
0: Odo." <laughs> That's true.
2: <laughs> that was it. Just a very silly little thing
0: all right well that has been our episodes on season four episode 25 episode 26 next up will be our season four wrap-up episode as always i want to thank my lovely co host for joining me every week on this journey our theme song is by captain meat shield you can check him out on twitter at cptn underscore meat shield our awesome artwork is by joe bowen we are a part of the tuscan shed media network You can see more of our shows at Tuskenshed.com. If you like this show, like, subscribe, rate, and review it any way that you can. It helps new listeners discover our show. Until next time, this is the crew of Geek Space Nine signing off. Bye, guys.
2: Thanks for listening.